Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I got distracted there for a second. So here's why. I just, Ryan, I just realized you're in a Hawaiian shirt and I'm in Midwest winter flannel. And it just struck me as funny before I even got to introduce you. And I didn't notice that previously. That's right. That's Right? right. But my guest today, Ryan Urban, is not just obviously on the opposite side of the weather that I am. (laughs) (laughs) But that just struck me as hysterical. But I'm excited about this conversation. I have a question that I'm poised to ask you. I can't get, I can't wait to get your take on it. But before we get into all that, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you are that you get to wear a Hawaiian shirt while I'm in Midwest flannel? Well, okay. You know, actually, I I can kind of put the two together. I was a, a financial advisor for many years. I wrote a book called The Business Owner's Guide to Money. And in July of 2022, the phone rang one day and to make a long story short, I, I sold the practice and, and I, I, I didn't want to retire. We lived in Colorado at the time, and but we moved to the Carolina shores, which is why I'm wearing. You had to completely sell all your Colorado clothes and buy new clothes to fit in. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like buying clothes either. So, you know, <laughs> I went ahead and did it, but I had to. And, you know, so I, I as I said, I didn't want to retire. And so I just, now what I do is I do provide just guidance, just hourly basic, hourly fee guidance on everything from investing, retirement planning, asset protection, but also some of the goofy stuff, you know, the, a lot of people will have questions just on personal finance that pop up, you know, from buying homes to to starting a business to anything else, taxes, you know, so, so I'm never at a loss for an opinion. Yeah, so that's that. why, uh, you know, you got to pay for it, though. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> that's awesome. That's So I have a question. It is a money related question, but it's probably more of a mindset question. And I think with your background, it'd be interesting to have your take on it, because there is this dichotomy, I guess, as a, for small business owners, especially for entrepreneurs. And I do differentiate those two, because I think there's a very big difference between a plumber, electrician, brick and mortar, geographically based small business. And then some of us who are a little crazier entrepreneur with looser guidelines as to what it is that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to find this balance. And I think we suck at it, by the way. I think entrepreneurs suck at this. So I'm looking for advice for us. (laughs) The balancing of the eternal optimism and not spending money you don't have, money you plan on having, but don't have yet. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very, I I know I've done this myself. I know I've frustrated myself on it. I know that's a balancing act that I've had to learn and continue to remind myself not to do because the optimism, the eternal optimism it takes to do what some of us do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, if it was easy, everybody would be doing this, right. right? There's a reason all those people who quit their jobs to become an entrepreneur during the during COVID are now not doing that anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
how do you balance that? How do you balance investing to grow your business with not making a mess of it? You know, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. You'll probably be more articulate than I am. Well, okay. There is an answer for that. And it's actually, it's a pet peeve of mine. And it's, it's one of the biggest mistakes that business owners make. And coincidentally, it's also one of the biggest mistakes that individuals make. Mm. All right. And remember that a business, in fact, one of my, our, our, our lines, our, our subtitles is at the intersection of your business finances and your personal finances, right? Because it, it all goes together for, for a business owner. This is an eat your broccoli answer though, Aaron. Okay. You ready? It's, it's, it's all in planning and you use the word plan in your question. I heard it. And, and that sticks out to me when, when you're getting a business, when you're starting a business, or even if you're just thinking about starting a business, you have to plan it out and you have to do whatever you can to, to get the numbers right. And that's the eat your broccoli part. Nobody likes doing that. Also, nobody likes making a budget, nobody, but you absolutely have to do it. Now, one of the main reasons I have kind of a backwards way of looking at business plans, and that is that but when it's done, it's it's about 99% irrelevant. I was just going to say the same thing because I absolutely agree with you. It's that old Eisenhower quote, right? When going to war, plans are in, you know, irrelevant, but the planning process is invaluable. That's exactly right. And 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 here's why. Because if you do a real business plan, and by the way, I don't do them. This is not a commercial for me writing business plans, okay? If when you do a business plan, it forces you to look at that business from every conceivable angle. You have to start looking at things like, well, how much is lease going to cost or the insurance? How much are, are is a fax machine going to cost? Fax machine, you know, but anyway. You just aged both of us, by the way. Man. I was working in a law firm when, they're, when they bought their fax machine. <laughs> so I hear you. Okay. Yeah, that was brutal. Where did that come from? Anyway. <laughs> But you've got to do this you to have contingencies. And here's the thing. It, it By the time you finish writing that business plan, you may decide it ain't going to work. And I would rather have you decide it then than after you've maxed out all your business cards. Yeah. So so planning is is terribly important. And it's also very important for a family just as you're doing your, your budgeting and everything else. And so I, I generally tell people, you know, yeah, I know eat your broccoli learn excel learn yeah. excel get to know it and 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 everything i do in my business life personal life everything's on excel i can tell Me you too. to the penny what's going on and when Me too. and and so therefore that's it that's my big speech but but to me that's the big answer i i totally agree with you and i'm going to ask like question part b <laughs> and i'll i'll phrase it this way one of the things that was said to me once is if the plan has to be perfect to work, you need a different plan. Yes. Yeah. So how then, because I a hundred percent agree with you. It's not that I totally, I like the planning process. I dive deep into that because it that's the, putting ducks in a row makes me feel more in control of my world, whether it's real or perceived. <laughs> you yes. know? I don't know that it's actually putting me more in control of anything, but I feel a little bit better about it. Gotcha. So I do tend to deep dive into that. However, 
what does somebody do then from a financial perspective? Like I know what to do from a marketing perspective, but what do I do from a financial perspective? How do I make sure that I am staying ahead of the cliff, right? So that if the plan isn't working, we make a different plan. Okay. Now you, you just use another word that I love. And cliff? We- <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm kidding <laughs> Starts with a C. It, it's control. It's control, and and you want to have control over this process. That that goes back to the planning, Aaron, because when it comes to anything having to do with numbers, and 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 dead serious here, anything having to do with numbers is something you can plan out. And and so, so let's dig into that just a little bit. So let's whatever your industry is, it does not matter. You can go online and you can find out. A, a lot of things about about the numbers regarding your your industry, right? And that could be anything from marketing, advertising to to capital equipment to inventory to bookkeeping, everything. There, there's so much information out there. You just got to find the you got to sift out the garbage, of course. Got to yeah. get rid of the crap, but everything else is going to be good. And and that's part of the process. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but that really is it. You don't, you have to understand, we have to understand that the unexpected is going to happen. Right. Okay. So therefore we have to look at every possible cost that we're going to have, because that's what kills a small business. I I wasn't ready for that. I didn't think of that cost. Well, okay. If it's certain kinds of costs, you should have known. You really should have known that was coming. Okay, so if it's if it's something totally unexpected or or not your fault, that's something different, like but, a pandemic. But yeah, I, I right, and I think going back to the way I phrased the start of the question, one of the things that I try to do, and you cannot do this, by the way, if you haven't done the work you're talking about, mm-hmm. is creating these litmus tests, where okay, this is the plan, mm-hmm. but if I get to this point. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't worked yet. We need to recalculate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're, what you're doing is you're stress testing you're, the the idea, and and you know that's kind of the word. It that, is very stressful. So I'm yeah, <laughs> massively stressful. Yeah, the whole thing. The testing is stressful. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's that's going to have to be an individual situation where you're saying you have to look at at what you can afford, and and. Y- the thing is, when you ask that question, I'm thinking, you know, there, it's not an end answer. It's a process answer. It's, it's yeah. something where you're, 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 you're having guidelines along the way. You have to break it up. And so that's why, and we go back to the business plan where you're saying, okay, based on what I've seen uh, and my research and what I'm doing and, and how much I'm spending on marketing and advertising and what I'm doing, I should have this kind of revenue going by month X by month X, X, X. And at the first year or what or quarter or whatever it is for you, if you haven't hit that, yeah, it's 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 time to reevaluate. And that and as a business owner, as a newer business owner, typically it's going to involve two things. It's going to involve y- your marketing has probably been inefficient. And and number two, your the the money has not been uh, done properly. There there's some numbers that have not been planned for properly, so you've had more expenses than you were expecting, and your your income, the other side, is not working as well. the The thing is that you know nowadays marketing obviously has changed so much 
because everything now is, you know, funnel advertising and, and you know, uh, everything else, that it, it's very different. So you have to have those guideposts. And and it, 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 if it's me, I'm doing a monthly. I'm sitting down every month. I do too. Okay. And you have to. And if if you're falling behind, those are the two things you have to do. You have to look at your marketing. But there are other things too. What Your processes. All right. What happens when the phone does ring? You know, it's so funny. I, I talk to people when they're, when they're figure, figuring out their marketing and I'll ask them, okay, so what's the process? What's your feng shui? You know, that, you know, if, if you're a, a interior decorator, you know, they talk about feng shui being the, the movement of, of, of uh, air through the, through the house, right? What's your business feng shui? What happens when that phone rings? Are you ready? What's your process when someone actually calls you off of your off of your advertising? The, the ball gets dropped there many times. How well do you know your competition? What's happening when your competition answers the phone? Okay, what is their service like? How how quick do they get back to people? How how quick are they with the answers? What are their numbers? What are their costs? What are they offering? What service are they offering? So, man, you got to dig deep. You got to yeah, and I. I look at these as different levers, right? Which lever do I have to pull to make the system work better? Mm-hmm. Or which column do I have to focus on? Right. And and you got to wiggle this all up together, right? Because if you get great at your, to your point, if you get great at your marketing and you suck at client fulfillment, you're just going to end up having to refund everything you've just earned. Yes. And conversely, if you put, and this is the one I see a ton of, probably because of what I do, if you are magnificent at client fulfillment and back end, but you've done very little out in front to create a client acquisition system, same problem, same problem. So the one thing you have not said, which I appreciate is, well, don't be optimistic, be, and, and, and I think that's, I personally feel that a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs do not do the work into their numbers and finances or go get the help they need Mm -hmm. because they're worried the person on the other end of the screen is going to tell them, no, don't do this. And being such a driven, optimistic personality, you don't want someone to say no, but you're what you're exhibiting by not, but not saying it is, you're not necessarily, you know, the person on the other end of the conversation is not necessarily there to tell you no. Mm -hmm. They're there to tell you how. Let's take a quick break. As a service-based professional, you want to be out there attracting more people to your business, making more money, and helping more people. But how are you supposed to get out there when you're stuck inside the daily grind of your business already out of hours in the day and days in the week? Good news. The solution is not about doing more work. It's about combining the superpower of an authentic personal brand out in front of a scalable, self-managing business. Want to learn more about how to achieve this? Head over to the Work With Us page at conqueryourbusiness.com and check out our Power Brand Amplifier program. We launch on March 4th, and I'd love to see you there. Yes. Great point. You know, it's funny because it's like anything else. It's like a relationship. When, when Look at this chronologically. When someone is thinking about putting together a business, how excited are you? Just like with a new relationship, you, you ignore all the red flags. <laughs> totally. Right? And, and you, you, you kind of just, all you see is the good stuff. 
And it's you just don't want to look at the bad stuff. That's that's perfectly normal. And it's 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 human. And it's probably necessary because I say all the time, if I would have known what I didn't know when I left corporate, I might not have done it. So thank God I didn't know. That's right. And that's okay too. And, and and there's one other thing here, and that is that in entrepreneur, we have our own mentality. We want to do things our way. That's kind of the whole point. Right. And so if if someone from the outside is saying your marketing is wrong, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, my marketing is fine. So so a it it really goes against the grain for a for an entrepreneur to be told they're doing something wrong. And especially if they're, if their business is based on what they did before they started the business, right? So, oh, I've been doing this for years before I start. Well, you know what? You've got to keep your mind open. And that's another mistake that business owners make. They, they do tend to close their minds. So there's this, there's this balancing act between doing it your way and following your vision, but also maintaining control over the small stuff. Yeah, it's tough. It, well, that's why, you know, a lot of businesses fail and, and it's, there's a lot of pitfalls and I, you know, you brought up working with somebody, mm-hmm. even if it starts off as a, as a bookkeeper, if you're working with a bookkeeper, great. You know, if you're not good at something, farm it out. Oh, absolutely. And and to me, bookkeeping and numbers is one of the first things to get off your desk Yeah, yeah. because even if you, you know, it's kind of one of those, even if you can doesn't mean you should mm-hmm. and it's not just the time for the task you have to know your numbers i i think in the beginning everyone should do their own numbers for a period of time so that you really really learn it because you have to be able to read the reports that the bookkeeper gives you but having that expert objective view mm-hmm. is you know not necessarily fun but certainly productive and necessary all right so you just did it again you you just said you just said something magic words you said the magic (laughs) words you have to know your numbers and and here's here's another mistake that we make you know those business those financial reports income statement cash flow statement balance Mm -hmm. statement all that that's another thing that we almost kind of run because we think we have to we're supposed to as a business owner and where does it go it goes in the drawer what i tell people to do is Those are magical little documents because when I look at a a cash flow statement or balance sheet, I'm, I see a bunch of questions and what a business owner needs to do, even when they're smaller is when they run one of these reports, look at every line item. And there ain't that many really. There's really not as many as you think. And, And ask yourself, am I optimizing this number? Yes. Is, is my insurance as low as it can be? We do this. I do this almost every month. Almost every month, I when I reconcile or when I look at reports, I'm looking at every line. And what's terrifying, and I can only imagine if I do this on my personal side as frequently, how much money is hiding in your business that you don't even realize like you bought a subscription to something but then you started using a different thing and now it's nine dollars a month like it doesn't matter but there's hundreds and often thousands of dollars of waste in even a small business that if you just stayed on top of what could you be doing with that instead 
it's you know and and do your time audit the same way yep don't don't just throw those documents in the drawer those are really valuable documents and and you have to and if you have a key person you know that you work with it's it's always better to have more than one set of eyes Mm-hmm. You know, so go over and, and, you know, are we optimizing every line item? That's, that's a big, big question. And, and well, and the other way that I say this, because you can talk about optimizing and it's a true, I mean, it's an, a completely accurate word, but it's also one of the challenges I see with people who aren't well-versed in this content, as far as finances and, and, and how this works is those words don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. They're they're a little bit intangible and the reports are intangible. So I will say, is what I'm doing, is where I'm spending my time, is where I'm spending my money, is my focus moving, I get real black and white about it. Is this moving me towards the goal or away from the goal? Because there is no standing still, right? Yeah. So is spending this dollar in this place moving me towards the goal or away from the goal? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and that hits on something that I I I think it's almost unfair is that you, you can be the world's best plumber or the world's best chiropractor or the world's best florist, and that doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner. That's There's nothing to do with it, right? It's an entirely different skill set, and and it requires you to be able to to you know because a lot of times you know people will look at a document with a lot of numbers on it, and God bless them. I mean, this you know it's it's a human trait, and it all they see is noise. And, right. and, and you oh, need absolutely. to be able to focus in. You really do it. And it is a skill set that you can learn, just like, you know, communicating with employees or how to hold meetings. All of that is 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 a skill set. But but the finances, man, that's that's at the foundation of your business. That's that's where it all comes together. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's flip this a little bit and do so. There's two questions that I love to ask people on their own entrepreneurial journey. And I call it short, let's lessen other people's learning curves. As you've progressed and moved from one, you know, not just move cross country, but through your career, like what is something that just hasn't worked from an entrepreneurial standpoint where you can say, look, if you just didn't, don't do what I did, you'll already be further along. Mm-hmm. Like, what have you tried? Where are the failures? I love sharing. I think because I think what happens is the internet, you know, social media is filled with everybody's highlight reels. I get it. That's what it's for. And the gurus out there, the Tony Robbins, the Gary Vee's, whoever you follow, that's wonderful. But it's hard to learn from them because the world they came up in doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, very true. Our world's a little closer to our audience. So what what have you done that you're like, yeah, that didn't work at all. Don't do that. Oh, well, <laughs> Well, remember, I was a financial advisor, and and when you when you get started in that business, it's rough. I mean, it, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It takes you two or three years, you know, at least to, to get on your feet. I I probably you know, the hard part was always gaining clients. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, I guess if I were to encapsulate it, I would say, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have to do what works. And and so you have to find out what that is. And so <laughs> every time. Man, don't even ask me to quantify this with how much this cost me. But <laughs> but every time I thought I would try something different, well, the reason it was different is because it doesn't work. It didn't work. Everybody's <laughs> everybody else st- tried it and stopped doing that. Yeah. It's yeah. you know, and the other entrepreneurial version of this, and I talk to people who do this, and I've probably done it myself, is you find something that works and then you stop doing it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we have this feeling that if it's not new, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. As entrepreneurs, we're, we tend to be creators. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking for the next thing to create Mm -hmm. 
because staying with the systematic approaches that work starts to feel boring. Yes. And you and what that leads to, it leads to mission creep. So, so yeah. what'll happen is you'll, you'll, you'll start adding services. You're add this, or you add that. Cause you think there's, there's a tie-in you can't not. You know, <laughs> focus, focus on what you're doing and just be better at it than anybody else. And and we've all done it. You know, I, I'm going to add this service and then you too. Oh, geez, forget it. You know, do what you do, you know, and don't Absolutely. do what you know you're not supposed to do. <laughs> right. Either for your clients or for your own business, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the flip side of that is what's the what are you most proud of? Oh, boy, I, I had a big life changing. Well, you know, I, I was in radio for, for 20 years. I had I had two careers. I had I was in radio for 20 years and then I was an advisor for roughly the same time. And I, I, I always looked at radio and I used to have to get up at three in the morning. I used to have to be funny at 530. I mean, it's, you know, and the whole time I was in that business, it was like, I'm just doing this until I decide what I'm going to do when I grow up. So I was sitting in my car, I was doing an appearance, you know, where you show up and they pay you and you talk to people and that stuff. And I was sitting in my car at a 7-Eleven in Santa Cruz, California. And I said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, what, what do I really want to do if, and I always liked to investing and numbers and, and I thought, man, I'm going to have to, you know, it got, got a studying and, and all these licenses. And then it kind of hit me, you know, it, the time is going to pass anyway. And you don't want to look back in two years and say, well, I could have, you yeah. know? And, and so I think jumping off that ledge was probably something I'm, I'm most proud of where you just, and it turned out I could do it. <laughs> It turned out well for you. Which is a bonus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. So if people want to continue this conversation with you, get more information on how you help people and just even chat with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Easiest way is I have the podcast called The Business Owner's Guide to Money. The website is alpha4business, alpha4business.com. And my email is ryan, R-Y-A-N, at alpha4business.com. Easy peasy. You're not hiding. No, ma'am. This has awesome. been so much fun. Thank you, Erin. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. Your insight, your energy, your Hawaiian shirt makes me colder than I already <laughs> am, but that's okay. We'll deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.